It's V-Week on ESPN as we continue Jim Balvano's fight against cancer. Good morning, it's time to get up with Baker Mayfield. Two days in L.A., hey, no problem. How the Rams' new QB was able to win in a crazy debut. Tom Brady heads back to the Bay Area. Huge game against his hometown team. What chance does he and the Bucks have against those Niners? And it's a huge weekend in the AFC East. Which young QB star will be smiling this Monday Monday. Of course, we're smiling because welcome to Get Up. Ryan Custard, it's Friday. for Greeny. We're smiling because we got Brooke Pryor here. We got Sam Acho here. Nico is here. He's got the money green. And we got my frat. We got my frat, the Super Bowl champ. RC. He's here. Good to see you. But we got to get to the game of the night. It was the Rams. It was the Raiders. Baker Mayfield, he was active. He was not only active, he played a big part in this game. Pick it up, though, on the Raiders' opening drive. Derek Carr, and he goes to Devontae Adams, Acho. Just go YouTube, I'm him. This is what comes up when you YouTube, I'm, just put an I'm, I'm him. This play right here. No eyes, blanket coverage, playmaker. How about Jalen Ramsey with the defense? I'm just going to try to cover his eyes. Uh, under a minute to go in the second quarter, Raiders leading 13-3. Carr, pocket collapsing, and uh, listen to this. Uh, take a look at this. Uh, Baker Mayfield, by the way, came right in after the second series. And you know what? He's going right to work. He didn't start the game, but when he came in the game, his first throw was a dart. Backup receivers, no Allen Robinson, no Cooper Cup. He started making plays early. Yeah, he sure, he sure did. And then Derek Carr, boom, down the sideline again, Devontae Adams. There's going to be a lot of videos up there. And it was going to be one. There's going to be a lot of Devontae Adams showing off him up there. Uh, and then a couple of plays later, right before the half, you throw the pick in the end zone. Yeah, somewhat inexplicable. Inexplicable. Yes, there was pressure in his face. This is a seven-point swing. You cannot afford an interception in the red zone, specifically when you have a lead, specifically when it's an ill-advised throw. Yeah, 13-3 to there at the half. All right, four, under four minutes to play here. Rams now down 16-3. to Mayfield rolling. And he finds Cam Akers. Right, tough play to defend. Running back out of the backfield to the flat. Cam Akers doesn't get the touchdown, but he gets the first down, which is all you needed. Absolutely. And the next play, he punches this thing in. All of a sudden, we got us a football game. So they forced the Raiders to a three and out. Mayfield, you know, going back to pass here. He gets sacked by Max Crosby. Big play, but the Raiders. Get called for unsportsmanlike conduct. So this is petty. You're knocking the ball out. That's a penalty. When you sack a, a quarterback on the two-minute drive, that's usually when games end. Unfortunately, penalties change that. And it cost them. Next play, Mayfield, Skoranek. Skoranek has seven catches, 89 yards. What's most impressive about this drive is that Baker Mayfield probably hadn't even had time to practice a two-minute drill with this team, yet he already knew what to do, when to do, and everyone else was on point as well. Finally, Skoranek again. The drive continues. And after they spiked the, you know, they stopped the clock, Mayfield again. This time, Van Jefferson for the win! It did 98-yard drive, less than two minutes left. You were down by two scores. Baker Mayfield won this game for his team. Yes, the defense helped. But without Baker Mayfield, they have no shot. They come back and win this thing 17-16. Here's the Rams in the locker room after the victory. Hey, great job, man. Unbelievable. To be able to come in here 10 minutes ago and help lead us to a victory. See you guys on Monday. Baker Mayfield.
wow, that was something for Baker Mayfield. And <laughs> I love it that he basically tell him, look, he's here for basically 10 minutes and he comes back and engineers this thing. So it almost begs the question here, RC, did Baker Mayfield change your mind when you talk about being a starter in this league after last <laughs> night's performance? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Baker Mayfield didn't change my mind after, you know, three minutes of a performance. And honestly, Baker Mayfield looked good throughout the entire game. We were in our pre-production meeting on Tuesday and they were saying, okay, what do we want to say about Baker Mayfield once he's picked up? And everybody on the call said absolutely nothing. And then when I saw that he'd gone to the Rams, it piqued my interest and I actually had to talk about it because this is a smart move. This is a, a number one overall draft pick. We understand the talent, the accuracy, that he can have the arm the, the arm talent getting outside the pocket and making plays but those things didn't happen two years ago in Cleveland it didn't happen this year in Carolina but now with the Rams with Sean McVay a team that wants to run get into play action pass things we've seen Baker Mayfield do well I said okay maybe so an aging Matthew Stafford and what we saw from Baker Mayfield was that he does have the talent he does have the understanding he does have the competitive drive now can he sustain this throughout games throughout a season and now with Sean McVay, a guy who apparently flew next to him on a flight when they were going to the draft or something, and now they're friends and they like each other and all these good things. If we can see this consistently from Baker Mayfield, though, he can be a Ram next season. And with an aging, uh, aging Matthew Stafford, maybe one day be the starting quarterback there. This is basically a rest of the season tryout. You know, Nico, so many people were talking about, hey, look, Baker Mayfield's <clears throat> days as a starter are over. Did you change your mind last night? I mean, RC said two words, uh, sustain and consistency. I need to see consistency out of Baker. Because in this, in this instance, he comes in off the plane in 10 days. you got nothing to lose. Hit your back foot, throw the ball down the field. Okay, great. You played a Raiders team that in the fourth quarter just fell apart. They've done that in the past. So I want to see this next week. I want to see it with more of an understanding of the offense. Because there were also plays where there were missed throws. There were throws into the ground. There were also you know, miscues in the running game where he turned around. The running back, he went the wrong way. So a better understanding of the offense, like this play right now, just a better understanding could help me have a better, I guess, idea of where he's going to be with this team. Because consistently, he has been inconsistent. And that's been his biggest issue. That's why he was the number one overall pick that they let walk out of the building. And he went to Carolina and he had a 74 QBR, which isn't good. So, again, one game, 230 yards with one touchdown. I'm not jumping on that he should be my franchise quarterback just Acho, yet. It wasn't two days. It was in two days. He's, he's played football for how many years? Yeah, it's two days, like, though. It's two days, Acho. Yeah, but, yeah. He's still <laughs> no offense. He's still no Baker Mayfield. Yes, Baker Mayfield is still a starting quarterback in the NFL, right? We're not. So there's there's 32 starting positions in the NFL. Someone else started that game yesterday, and, and that person, Wofford, didn't finish it. Baker Mayfield did. Someone else on the other side in the second half for the other team went two for seven for 11 yards in the second half, and that guy's a starting quarterback as well. And so. My mind wasn't changed. Yes, no, he may not be a top 10, top 15, whatever. We're talking about 32 spots in the NFL. A guy that can, if you get in the right position, in the right spot with the right people around you, can help you win games. Yes, that's exactly what and who Baker Mayfield is. One game. What about you? You covered him in college. You covered him in college. one game. I hear you. I hear you. But you know it's what? It's Thursday night football. It's been terrible football. It's one you, game. Let, All right. You, come you, on. Sorry. You, you, sorry. Show, sorry. show sorry. your hate sorry. for a minute. Sorry. Because I'm, I'm going to tell I'm you sorry. something. <laughs> <laughs> because I was with Baker Mayfield for two years in Oklahoma. Actually, 
two <laughs> years in a row, this very weekend, I was with Baker Mayfield for the Heisman ceremony in New York. <laughs> you I know this guy. Yeah, he was here. I was covering it. With the you fan club? It. Were you with the fan club? I was not with the fan club. Okay. I was paid, actually, to be here with the fan <laughs> club. Okay. You know what I root for? I root for a good story, as any journalist would. This is a what great is story because on? you know where he thrives? Baker Mayfield thrives when everyone on? is counting him out. He thrives when there are no expectations. And you can tell me that, there, that he now has expectations they are. going into next week. But he's not playing for a fifth-year option. He's not playing for a mega deal. He is playing to survive in this league. That is where he really, I think, hits his stride. And the difference here is that he has a coach that believes in him, that he can pair with. I think that the Mayfield-McVay pairing can be similar to the Mayfield-Riley pairing that we saw at OU, where he really, I think, attached to Riley from the second he got there, and that's how he developed to become a number one overall pick. Is he the best quarterback in the league? No. But I think that he plays well with a chip on his shoulder. I think he has the intangibles. Hugh Jackson also said it best in 2018 before the draft. Baker Mayfield is like a Pied Piper of OU. People follow him. I think that what you saw there, where he came in on two days and had that locker room believing in him, he's the Pied Piper. He did it in college. I think he's going to do it again in the NFL. Nico. He better stop headbutting people that hard because he, he's catching. He's going to chip so much tooth. But all right, it's 12-9 today. 12-9. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. On the other side of the things, though, my question is, can you win a Super Bowl, RC, with Derek Carr as your quarterback? Because I think you, you pointed it out. I mean, 11 yards passing in the second half and some critical turnovers in that game. Yeah, Sacho, Sacho pointed that out, and I mean, it's true. And if you would have asked me this question after they lost to the Bengals last year in the playoffs, I would have said, absolutely, Derek Carr can lead you to a championship. But watching him this year and watching him fall apart, some of the emotion after the game, not being able to hold those things together and turn those into the leadership that we saw last year, I don't necessarily believe you can. You have the best receiver in ball, yes. Devontae Adams is still that good. You've lost some players when you don't have Waller, you don't have Hunter Renfro, but Derek Carr has to be better than that in the second half not only in the way that he plays but making sure that he keeps this team in a position to win when they are fighting for a playoff spot so as of now I don't believe the Raiders can ascend to the heights they want to with Derek Carr as the starting quarterback yeah you know what listen that was a really bad loss uh, for the Raiders listen there's just five weeks left in the regular season and there are playoff implications really a plenty in week 14 Eagles, they head to New York. They take on the Giants. Philly looking to keep its two-game lead on Dallas, while New York just a half game up on that final wild card spot. And then you go upstate New York. Jets taking on the Bills. You know the Jets? One game up for that final AFC wild card spot, while Josh Allen looking for his fourth straight win. And then you've got Brady in the box. They head to San Fran looking to keep their momentum at Six and six. The Bucks with the win can get over 500 for the first time since week five. And Brady realizes he's got a big opportunity. Some games, would I rather win by three touchdowns? Absolutely. But if we're not going to win by three touchdowns, I mean, that's a great way to win a game because, you know, y'all remember that game for the rest of my life. Got to build on it. We got to get positive momentum. We got to get, uh, you know, a lot of confidence and just keep building on it week after week. All right, so you hear Tom Brady saying week after week, are the Bucs going to carry that momentum from that comeback win on Monday night? What do you think, RC? <laughs> Hell no. What momentum? That ain't momentum. <laughs> that 
stats. Hey, we had lucky two drives, right? Like you, you throw, you throw the football down the field, you get the pass interference with Mike Evans. Honestly, that was a bad throw. Mike Evans had steps on the defender, and Paulson Odebo had to come back, catch up with him, and try to play the ball because Tom Brady underthrew it early on in that game. We're missing footballs down the field. The defense is beat up on the back end. And yes, if Tom Brady is in the game late, I will always bet on Tom Brady. Tom Brady is not going to be in this game late. You carry over, you carry over consistency. You carry over things you've seen over time. When you go across the across the water and you play very well against the Seattle Seahawks and you play well for four quarters, you run the football. Those are the type of things you have an opportunity to carry over. When you have one of those games where you have to come back into the into the uh, post-game press conference and say, you know what, that was effing awesome. You say that because you know you're not supposed to win. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers weren't supposed to be the depleted New Orleans Saints. They found a way late, but that does not carry over when you're playing a team like the San Francisco 49ers that are that sound, that good on defense, and that skilled offensively. Mm. What do you think about you see? I heard you shake your head. Yeah, yeah. A 14 and a half sacks in 11 games. That's what Bosa's got. So the 49ers have a, a pass rush that is going to be licking their chops to go and get a statue that's in the backfield. That's Tom Brady. Tom is not moving great. Um, and from we know that Tom with pressure on him is not the best. So I think the 49ers and, are, and their defense is, is really going to take over in this game. And it's going to come down to the Bucks' offensive line. Can they hold up? I doubt it. Mm. Cindy, let's put up the, everybody's job, game Nico. picks here for this I'm game. So everybody's rolling with the Cheers. Niners. If, if that's the case, Acho, let's go in a world. How do the Bucks beat the Niners? They have to keep it close until the end and then let Tom Brady do what he's done two out of the last couple weeks, lead a game-winning drive. That's the only way. Defensively, the Niners are dominant. We've seen that. Tampa Bay can be consistently dominant. Defensively, Tampa Bay can slow down uh, the, the, the 49ers. They can slow down Mr. Irrelevant. And so if you keep the game close towards the end, Defense steps up, and then Tom Brady does what he did last week, what he did a couple weeks ago. He leads a game-winning drive. That's the only way that, they, that Tampa Bay can beat the 49ers. Brooke, this is Brock Purdy and Tom Brady. How are we, how are we saying Brock Purdy advantage over Tom Brady? Because I look at who Brock Purdy has around him. I mean, he's a self-driving car in this <laughs> offense. The They're in the Bay Purdy. Area. He's in a Tesla <laughs> in this offense here. I mean, you got Debo. You got George Kittle. You got Christian McCaffrey. He can't mess this up, but, I mean, I say that knock on wood here, because the only way that the Bucks win is if they get the rookie to make rookie mistakes, to make the kind of mistakes that you would expect to see out of Mr. Irrelevant. And to Sam's point, then you let Tom Brady take over, but that has to be close late. You have to force him to make those mistakes early. The Bucks defense has to step up. That's how they win this game. And offensively, you play with tempo. Brady has to get the ball out of his hands quickly. But, look, you can't play with tempo the whole game. Your defense is going to be gassed, and then how are they going to be dominant? So it's it, it's a tough – it's a, it's going to be tough to, to yeah, manage. Yeah, if you're Tampa, you got to keep this thing close and hope that you can see some Brady magic at the end. All right, coming up, it has been the Joe Show for the Bengals the last couple of weeks. Do our experts see any signs of that slowing down this coming Sunday? And after a rare clunker last weekend – Tua Tagovailoa's got another big test against Justin Herbert. Will the Dolphins QB rebound? We'll tell you. You're watching. Get up.
delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, or you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, their most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Anniversary savings await you you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals that's dell.com slash deals passion drive and patience the formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's Friday. Welcome to Get Up. Time for a little more or less. Looking at some of the games in week 14. RC, more or less. Joe Burrow, two and a half touchdown passes against Cleveland. You know what, I think he's going to have less. And now Joe Burrow's going absolutely crazy right now. He's as dialed in as we've ever seen him. But he always seems to struggle with the Cleveland Browns. This is the team that's beating him, that's beaten him numerous times. Consistent pressure on him. And on the outside, Newsom and Denzel Ward have found ways to play well against the skill set and skilled players of the Bengals. So I'm going less for Joe Burrow. Yeah, he is winless uh, against the Browns. All right, Brooke, more or less Justin Jefferson, 93 and a half receiving yards against those Lions. Oh, give me more here because, look, Justin Jefferson did not have a great outing against the Jets in that secondary. Only 40, but 45 yards. But I think this is going to be a shootout between these two teams. Neither one, neither one of them are great at stopping the pass. I think this is going to be a big game for Justin Jefferson. Nico, more or less, to a sack two times against the Chargers. I, I think he's going to be sacked less. I think McDaniels understands that he's got to protect Tua. He's got to make sure he gets the ball out of his hands quickly. So I'm going to go with less. He might get sacked once, but I'm not saying more than two. So I'm going with less on this one. It's not going to be a repeat of the 49ers game. Okay, I want you to take a look at something because last week, Tua had his worst game of the season despite only facing six pressures from that Niners defense. You know, this year, Tua is 
three and two when defenses pressure him six times or less in a game. And when defenses bring the heat and pressure him more than six times, Tua shines. He's thrown for over 100 more yards a game with double the amount of touchdowns. All right, so with that in mind, any concerns at all, especially after last week's performance against those Niners, does he bounce back this week against the Chargers? What do you think, R.C.? Heck yeah, man. Listen, hey, man. Tua is going to bounce back like Weezy said. He's going to come back like 23. When you look at what he was facing last week, Tua Tungvaloa understood the gravity of the moment. He knew that everyone would be looking at that San Francisco 49ers game as a litmus test of who he was. And he was off a little bit. He wasn't great. 49ers played really well on defense. But no team in the entire NFL plays as much man-to-man defense as the Los Angeles Chargers. And no quarterback absolutely destroys it better than Tua Tungvaloa. This is going to be his game where his connection with Jalen Waddle was back. Tyreek Hill. And I think we're going to see Mike McDaniel use his powers of empowerment to make sure that Tua Tungvaloa is ready to know that Tua Tungvaloa has not doesn't have to take all the accountability for his performances last week. And I believe this offense goes absolutely nuts against the Chargers on the road. Okay, so he says he bounces back. Let's take a look at everybody's game pick here. And little Nick. You got the charges, so you don't see it as a bounce that back. That might be like uh, like a big Sean bounce back. You remember that? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, so you know, I, I think that they're stay. They are not home, so they've been away. I've done that trip where you you stay. Um, away and you're practicing in a different facilities and, and sometimes that energy you can kind of be flat when you come out in these games um, especially last week taking the loss so again I think that that might catch up to him traveling being on the road living in a hotel for a week preparing in a hotel that could possibly mess you up in your preparation so I think the Chargers also too they're trying to fight and scratch and claw to get back into this thing so I think they're going to be motivated to try and do their best so that's why I think they get them I think they take them Brooke, based on your pick, you disagree. Uh, yes, and I wish that I had Weezy or Big Sean lyrics, but I'm, I'm fresh out of bounce back lyrics here. I'm about to but, bounce back. <laughs> but I will say, hey, look, Juvie I know that, back that, too now. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Look, I, I know that Ninko said that they could come out and look flat, but also they're playing in SoFi. I realize that's the home of the Chargers, but is it really? Is it really home of either LA team that gets taken over in road games by the opposing fans so often? I think this is going to be a big game for Tua. I think that last week was an anomaly. I think that he is better than that showed. I think he was just off. Guys have off weeks, but this is a. I, to me, yep. the biggest part of adversity that he has faced this season, I think that he can come out. He's going to ball out. He's motivated. He's had no distractions. I understand that, like, you're uncomfortable. You're in a hotel. It's also kind of like a training camp situation, right? Like, is there anywhere else that you'd rather be to be in a bubble to get right, to reestablish that connection, to get back on the same page with everybody? I think that he's going to come out and have a really big game. Certainly I have the motivation, considering a lot of a number of people felt like maybe the moment was too big for him last week. He wants to show a No, no, no. I'm still that guy. We'll see. All right. Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. They've got that two-game lead on the NFC East as they prepare to face Saquon, Barkley, and the Giants. So, why does someone here at the desk think it's a must-win game for Philly? You're going to find out next.
Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to Get Up. It was Thursday night football. The Rams and the Raiders. What a debut for Baker Mayfield. Active and played a big part in this game, especially in the fourth quarter. Raiders looking for their fourth straight win. Derek Carr opening drive. Throw it up. Devontae Adams. Watch the defense by Jalen Ramsey. It was perfect coverage by Jalen Ramsey. Sometimes it's just a better throw, but even more specifically, a better catch. Draped all over him. Eyes covered up. Devontae Adams doesn't need him. Yeah, Raiders leading 13-3 to at this point in the second quarter. The pocket closing in, and you can't do this. Not before the half. Yeah, you can't make that throw before the half and in the red zone. These are momentum and game-shifting plays. You have a 10-point lead. Could have been a 13-point lead, maybe more, but that's a 7-point swing, and that ultimately may cost this team the game. Let's get to the fourth quarter. It's 16-10. to 10. Oh, here comes that Baker Mayfield magic. Mayfield looking downfield, finds Ben Skoranek, picks up 32, Nico. Ooh, that is a big chunk play right there. Baker's cooking. Yeah, he is. That moves the chains, and then Mayfield down again. Let's keep moving him, and again it's the Skoranek. And clock's ticking. Let's, talk, let's stop the clock, and then let's set up the game winner, and he's going to Van Jefferson. I mean, that's a really nice throw right there. Under pressure, steps into it, takes a shot down the field, has no time with this team. Got to take your hat off to him. Great win. How about that win? He comes back, leads the Rams the victory 16-17. to 17. You know, there's been a lot of hype around the Raiders in the preseason. Our ESPN analytics gave them a 42% chance to make the playoffs at the start of the season. Oof. After their 2-7 and seven start, it dropped to 2%. But it then rose up to 16% after their three-game win streak. Now it's back down to just 4%. All right, let's... 
do a little something we call show me what you got. And Nico, uh, what do the Chiefs need to show you against the Broncos? Keep the pedal to the floor. Roll, roll over this team. I'm talking they have to be consistently across all three phases beating the Broncos. And, and again, when you're playing these teams, you can't come down to their level. And we know that the Broncos have a good defense. So offensively, it's a great test for Kansas City to go out there, perform at high level, get yourself ready for the playoff push. Acho, what do the Cowboys need to show you against the Texans? Don't even let it feel like a game. You know how last, when they played last week against the Colts, you went to sleep, you woke up, all of a sudden you're like, oh, whoa, they put up 50 points, right? You can turn the game. <laughs> let me turn the game off at halftime. That, that's what I want to see. The Texans, Texans are 1-10-1. and 10 and 1. That's horrible. So it needs to be a bigger win. I need 50 points, 60 points. Give me that kind of offensive output when you play the Texans. RC, Eagles are leading that division. What do they need to show you against the Giants? When you're the top dog, it's about self-awareness. Understand where your bread is buttered. That's with Jalen Hurts making great decisions, pushing the, pushing the ball on the outside and being able to run the football. And defensively, continue to work to stop the run better as you did against the Tennessee Titans and play great in the deep part of the middle of the field. If they do that, they'll continue to run through the NFC and be the team leading this charge going into the playoffs. Okay, so based off of that, do we consider this a must-win for the Eagles, considering, you know, the Cowboys are coming, and they got the Texans. No, there's no must-win for the Eagles. Eagles Greeny, are leading the NFL. Is Greeny there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, hey, can, the Cowboys oh, is coming, hey, RC. Yeah, they they, they coming. I'm just spitting them facts. <laughs> it should be a layup for the Cowboys. Greeny, you <laughs> Greedy has seen the light. I'm trying to take him away from his jet Dude, fandom so. to the Cowboy fandom. Yeah, this is this is a. Uh, <laughs> the Eagles are the best team in football guys. right now, right? The best record. They have they're two games up on the Cowboys. It's not a must win. They have an easy schedule coming up. They play the Giants twice. Got the Saints in there. There's no stress for the Eagles. Now, of course, you want to continue to win, but you have such a cushion. Even if you end up losing to the Cowboys down the line, you'll be able to build up that winning margin not only this week, but in weeks to come. So, no, it's not a must-win game for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, it is. Come on. What do we – you have to win this game. You have to win this game. Why? Keep the momentum going in the why? right direction. They're 11-1. Why? You're saying why? Yeah, must a must win. win? It's a must win. They have Nobody to. ever wants to lose, best. Nico. Yeah. Uh, okay, listen, RC. I'm just this saying. This is like, hey, maybe I'd like to win it. I, sure. No, but like a they're must win. This, game. This, is, this is something that could affect you and moving on to the Cowboys and playing the Giants twice and playing the Saints. If you play down and you don't play to the level that you're possibly capable of playing yeah. – then you could do that you moving forward, and then you that. could go into the playoffs and you could get beat by somebody. So I think that this is a must-win game for their mentally being confident in themselves, moving forward after Thanksgiving. I said that before, after Thanksgiving, the season really starts. Somebody said that. He's a really good coach. I played for him for a while. He always said the season starts after Thanksgiving. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I don't know what that guy's name is, but he's, he's pretty good. So the season starts after Thanksgiving. 
They got to win this game because they got to keep that momentum alive and keep that two game. Nico, if you, it, play well, down, if you play down and if you struggle and if you lose this game and the wheels fall off, you're still 11 and 2. You're still leading. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like no, it. I, I hear what he's saying because then the Cowboys get that win. Yeah. You lose. Now it's a one game lead. And you then the Cowboys, the Cowboys game is coming right in a couple of weeks. By you the way, home field RC, the Cowboys can either this. be tied for you don't or take the division lead against the, when don't they take this, on the Eagles in a couple weeks. Guys. Hey, man, listen, Greeny's home resting. Let's allow Greeny to rest. We don't have to, like, bring his spirit into the show, guys. The Philadelphia Eagles are the best team in football. The reason they're the best team in football is because they're the most consistent. And I get it, man. You know, sometimes the Cowboys walk into the stadium and they're a 10. They got on a fur coat. They got on new makeup. They got extensions. They got on long eyelashes. And we feel to ourselves, oh, my God, that's the most beautiful girl at the ball. And then sometimes they show up and and they got a side ponytail, but it's like a get it girl, and it's not one with the weave. It got like three little pieces of hair sticking out, and they got on pajamas, and they got on Uggs, and then you're like, ugh, maybe that's not the one. The Philadelphia Eagles show up every week with their A game. They have a quarterback that's playing the best football in the entire league. He's up there with the Mahomes, with the Tua Tungvaluas. He's that type of player, and defensively, they understand how to get pressure, which we saw last week against Tennessee, and they're shoring up the run game. The Philadelphia Eagles need to focus on them, not the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys are the team with the eyes looking up. The Philadelphia Eagles don't have to look down. Well, I, I, listen, it looks like R.C., but it, God, he sounds an awful lot like Stephen A. My goodness, my goodness with hey, that analogy. Whoa. I like the analogy, though. If you get caught in the rain and then the stuff starts running and yes. the, the, the lashes come off and then the, the extension comes out, uh -oh. give, give me those game picks. Who you got uh -oh. Who you, who you got in this game? Eagles, Philly. Giants. I'm going to Philly. You're going to Philly. Everybody's going Philly. Philly. Yeah, going to Philly. Yeah, you have to. I mean, you look at, I was looking at this game last night saying, okay, how, you know, what's the strategy for the Giants to try and find a way to win this game? And, I was, and it's like, they don't really have a chance. I mean, you just look at it, okay, the Eagles' run defense is now back, and so if you get into a Sue. third, it, Sue is there. Sue. Jordan Davis is, I mean, he's had some injuries, but he came back. If you get to a game where you're in third and long or anything past third and four, they had, what, five, six, seven sacks last week? Like, this pass rush is great. Where are you going to attack? The outside corners, you can't attack them on the outside. Maybe you, Daniel Jones, run game. I mean, that's the only option. Maybe you try to attack the middle of the field. So, there's not really a method or a path for the Giants to win this game. Alright, let's talk about something else. It's certainly been big news here over the past uh, day or so. Brittany Griner is now back on U.S. soil for the first time after nearly 10 months in detention. A plane carrying Griner landed early this morning at Joint Base San Antonio Lackland. Of course, Griner was part of that U.S.-Russia prisoner exchange. The U.S. sent that arms dealer, Victor Boot, back to Russia for the WNBA star. And U.S. officials say that Griner will be offered medical services and psychological counseling. All right, for more on Grino's return, we welcome in our ESPN investigative reporter, T.J. Quinn. He's been following this story from the very beginning. All right, T.J., what was life like in detention from what you've heard for Brittany Griner? Well, it's going to be a while till we hear from her directly what it was. But I talked to her lawyer in Moscow at length yesterday who said, not as bad as it could have been. It's hardly pleasant. It's a labor camp in, in Russia. I mean, it's, it's freezing. You, they work you all day long. 
uh, but she had someone who spoke English to kind of guide her through the rules. Uh, this is a work camp where the women s essentially sew uniforms together all day. But Brittany Griner was too tall to sit at the bench and her hands were too big to sew. So her job was carrying fabric around, which all things considered wasn't that bad. A lot of fans saw that video of her uh, with her hair gone, wanted to know what happened. Her lawyer said that was entirely Brittany's decision, that it would freeze every time she did it. She thought she was in the long haul for a Russian winter and thought, I'm better off without it. I saw that Paul Whelan had sent out a statement uh, basically yesterday saying that obviously that he was happy that Brittany Griner was released, but cannot understand why he is still sitting there in a Russian prison. So why Brittany and not Whelan, the former Marine who's being held there in Russia on espionage charges? Right. Whelan, of course, who's speaking from prison while he's being monitored by Russian guards and Russian officials allowed that interview to take place. Uh, his family said they understand. The, the Biden administration has said they've tried throughout to make Paul Whelan a priority. In fact, one White House official told me yesterday afternoon they offered Russia a straight up one for one deal, Paul Whelan, for Victor Boot. Boot's doing a 25 year sentence here. Paul Whelan's doing a 16-year sentence for espionage in Russia, but Russia absolutely would not engage on it. It became clear about a week or so ago that if the U.S. was going to make a deal, it was this or nothing. Hmm. Uh, so what's next for Brittany Griner, you think? Well, she's, she's back, as you said. She's in the, uh, at the Brooks Army Medical Center. They're going to give her a, a thorough going over to make sure that she's physically healthy, that check on her nutrition. Uh, but like you mentioned, the psychological aspect is going to be huge. You don't just throw somebody back into their own life. I've spoken to a number of former detainees who said uh, there's going to be real PS PTSD for a while. But the fact that she was an athlete, a number of them pointed it out, meant that she may have a better sense of day-to-day -day control of herself that the average person would not. It could make it a little bit easier for her as she tries to adjust. Certainly going to be fascinating to hear what she has to say uh, when she makes her uh, first public statements. T.J. Quinn, thank you. Thanks. Well, the weekend starts. Our ESPN NBA Friday doubleheader, LeBron, Lakers, continue their six-game road trip. Philly. Anthony Davis, by the way, listed as probable for this game. Taking on Joel Embiid and those six or seven thirty Eastern, four thirty Pacific. And then you got Giannis, the Bucks taking on Dallas. Luca and the Mavs all starts with NBA countdown at 7 p.m. Lamar Jackson is sore. Joe Burrow, he's soaring. Is the door wide open for the Bengals to win the AFC North? We'll ask and get answers in just moments. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news! Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Welcome back and back to the NFL where yesterday Ravens QB Lamar Jackson remained out of practice. You know, he's dealing with a sprained PCL. He could miss multiple weeks for the Ravens. And Baltimore certainly going to have to climb uphill, especially without Lamar Jackson. Since 2018, when Jackson entered the league, the Ravens have won 74% of their games. Only Patrick Mahomes has a better record among active QBs. But when Lamar does not start, the team just 6-10, and and they're scoring down a full touchdown. Okay, so given that, Ravens preparing without Lamar, who do you think wins this game? What do, you, what do you got, Brooke? Well, I can tell you that I'm in the Steelers' locker room every single day. And I've also watched the Steelers over the last month get a lot better. And I think that this is the Steelers' game to lose because, look, they beat Tyler Huntley last year. Right. And I think also when you look at this offense, Kenny Pickett looks better. And I know you're going to look at the bottom line. I know that he's still not perfect But guess what? He's making mature decisions. They're moving the ball down the field. George Pickens, I think, is going to have a really good game this week just based on uh, the emphasis that they have put on uh, getting him involved. I think that Kenny Pickett is coming into his own. The Steelers are really good in December. RC knows that. To me, this Mike Tomlin is going to start building something here. It's already the momentum is building. I think this is the Steelers game. They're a two-point favorite. It sounds like all this is music to your ears, RC. I mean, you know, honestly, there's nothing really more for me to say. when you're on someone, when you're on TV with someone like Brooke, who has gotten an opportunity to continually be around greatness each and every week, uh, being in the South Side in Pittsburgh and around the Mike Tomlins and just continuing to walk through the black and gold hallways with all the Lombardis, it just seeps into your skin. And when Brooke comes on and just so eloquently puts Uh, what's happening inside the Steelers locker room and how great Mike Tomlin is in December. Kenny Pickett coming along and playing better. This defense making timely plays and timely turnovers and also (laughs) what the Baltimore Ravens are without. Why are we laughing? laughing And if you look at the picks here, look at the picks. Acho, you're the one who say Ravens. I wanted him to finish. I wanted to, I wanted to hear the rest of the <laughs> soliloquy. This is beautiful, RC. Like, this is – can I get the rest of it? <laughs> well, the rest of it is you're wrong, Acho. And I, I forgive you for being wrong, for never having walked through halls of greatness the way that Brooke and I have. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Hey, yeah, so I would say this. So everything y'all are saying is accurate, right? The, the Steelers have gotten better. All those things are true. Backup quarterback, all those things. And people say, well, Tyler Huntley, y'all, he's 1-3 last year, all these things without Lamar Jackson. They lost those games by a combined five points. And so, and also, who's not on that team, who wasn't on that team last year that's now there this year? A middle linebacker by the name of Roquan Smith. He is a difference maker. He actually is a difference maker. Clayus Campbell, Mark Andrews, all those guys on that team understand that they've lost the last four against the Steelers. And they get, and Kenny Pickett is playing better. He's playing turnover free 
football. But this is going to be a defensive battle. You have one of the better defenses in the NFL playing against another one of the better defenses in the NFL. No, it's not Tyler Huntley's game to win, but that defense, whether it's Roquan, whether it's getting Ojabo back healthy, whether it's whether it's somebody on the back end, like somebody's going to have to make a play on Kenny Pickett to find a way to win this game. Because I don't think that, of course, the Steelers should be favored in some ways. Right. They, they, uh, yeah, they have I to. I like what Brooks said yeah. better. I think what Brooks said was better. Brooke was oh, better right. today, Sancho. <laughs> thank you. I'm thank you. You can say all of you want about this, but right down the middle, these two teams have been equal. You look at their last 40, me- last 40 meetings, 20 have been won by the Ravens, yeah. 20 have been won by the Steelers, which should be interesting on Sunday. Our next stop, though, Cincinnati. We're the eight and four Bengals. They host the Browns on Sunday. Joe Burrow, he's thrown eight touchdown passes during their four-game win streak. Well, Thursday on Get Up, Damian Woody, high praise for Burrow and those surging Bengals. Take a listen to this. I said Joe Burrow's coming. Joe Burrow is coming because I think right now, Bengals might be the best team in the league. Wow. I think the Bengals might be the best team in the the league right now. It's true. D. Wood feels the same way, according to our ESPN analytics. They give Cincy a 6% chance to earn the AFC's number one seed. Why? Well, they're currently a game back of both the Chiefs and the Bills. They have the second hardest remaining strength of schedule. Here's the silver lining, though. If they went out, the model does have them as the favorite for the top spot. All right, so, Brooke, here's the thing, though. Has Cincinnati, in your mind, proven itself to be a legitimate Super Bowl contender, especially after the way they started the season? No, I, I understand. I saw their first game of the season when they played the Steelers, and they did not look good. Let me tell you, the O-line did not look good. Joe Burrow did not look good. But here's the thing that Cincinnati's good at. They peak at the right time. And the fact that the offense did not have a massive drop-off without Jamar Chase tells me that this is a team that is continuing to peak Joe Burrow also brought those glasses back out. Like, you don't wear those glasses unless you feel so confident in the direction of your team. I think that they are clicking on all cylinders. Their defense looks good. Their offense, the fact that they were able to beat the Chiefs, that's huge. I think that they could easily play themselves into the number one spot in the AFC and get that by. Love the glasses when he pulls out the bank. I think that's when you got to start <laughs> being worried, like, uh-oh, I think Joe back. But here's the thing there, and you know this, Acho. Sometimes there's just a team that has your number. And as good as Cincinnati is, they can't beat the Browns. Joe Burrow is 0-4 uh, against the Browns. He's had three sacks and has turned the football over every time. He's faced Cleveland Browns. Yeah, and then Joe, you asked Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow said, that's not the Cleveland Browns. That's Miles Garrett. That's what the difference is. That's the difference in that game for this weekend. That's why they've been able to – that's why they've struggled against the Browns. But the bigger picture is the Bengals don't need the number one seed to not only make noise but make it to the Super Bowl. We saw it last year. They, they are such a – confident even, isn't even the right word. I think the right word is they're a team that makes the right plays in the right moments. You look at it, third and 11 last week against the Chiefs. What does Joe Cool do? Makes a critical play in the fourth quarter to win the game. It gets the Titans. The game's on the line. They drive the ball down. What happens? Titans have a penalty. The Bengals, they always have the ball with zero seconds on the clock to win the game. Go back to last year, the same thing in week 17 when they played the Chiefs. All of a sudden, they had the ball. It was three minutes left, ball at the 11-yard line, and for, for whatever reason, somehow, some way, they found a way to 
to hold on to that rock and not give it back to Patrick Mahomes. And so this Bengals team doesn't need to be the number one seed. They don't need home field event. They don't need anything. They have everything they need. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and then this confidence to know that we will win anyone against anyone we play against. Well, Cindy, let's throw up the game picks here real quick and see where everybody – oh, look, Ooh. again, everybody's going chalk. I'm with you. I, I think Joe Burrow and the Bengals still get it. But, R.C., you played this division. Give us your final thoughts here. Sometimes a team just has your number. Do you think that's the case this Sunday? You know what? I don't necessarily believe that's the case. I think everything that Joe Burrow has done throughout his career, whether it's at Ohio State, LSU, also now in Cincinnati, has been overcoming adversity. This is adversity, but it's adversity at the point of the season where Joe Burrow and this team plays its best. We saw what he was able to do against Kansas City, especially making those plays, like Sacho said, in critical football moments, the third and 11 to T. Higgins, the pitch out to Jamar Chase where he gets it. I believe this is the week that the Cincinnati Bengals finally tackle this giant because they understand understand what it means as, as they set themselves up for the playoffs and they know whether it's Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Tua Tungavaloa, that they have a quarterback that can go toe-to-toe with anybody in this league and defensive coordinator Luana Rumo seems to dial up the right things at the right time, especially in pressure moments. As well, speaking of those Browns, their former quarterback Baker Mayfield's time as a Ram was measured in hours heading into last night's game. So how in the world was he able to beat the Raiders? We're going to show you when we come back. <laughs> 